What's up, folks? We're live back this week, this Thursday, for another episode of the Big Go Belt Podcast. The crew is here in absence of Silly Sellers, Marcellus. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, a lot of exciting things coming this weekend. A lot of things this, this week that happened, I got to scratch my head a little bit about because I don't understand. But nonetheless, the crew is here. We're going to get it done and uh, have some fun tonight. So uh, first, before we get started, how's everyone? Good, good, good. Hanging well, in there. Ready for some fun. Since we're the fun wrestling podcast. Oh, uh, it's not a fun I week. I, wait, I think I can mute him. Let me see. How'd that work? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that is not they nice. Ne- They're never going to let me lift that down. Jeez, 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 jeez. Uh, anyway, yes, this is episode 279. And, uh, you know, I think I, we were kind of chatting about how what we were going to go about and what order tonight. And I, I definitely said that it's a no-brainer that we need to talk about ratings because I don't care, but I'm trying to understand <laughs> what in the world is the big fuss about ratings this whole week. Like, I, I needed it to be broken down, and obviously I got uh, some very intelligent um, uh, co-hosts on this show that definitely is going to be able to make sense of this to me. Will I care at the end? No, but I hope to understand. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Dems... Demographics? We're not talking about Democrats, right? Like, what's what is what is going on here with all this stuff? Like, I don't I don't understand. Like, what, what's the big fuss this week, especially with like people throwing in the mix raw ratings and all that other good stuff? Like, kind of break that down to me, Will. You've been making a fuss about it online for sure. So, I, I need I need I, I we're gonna start with you. You thrown it to me first on the Starn Ratings talk. <laughs> I mean, I, I can go quote some of your your tweets if you want. <laughs> Always, well, it's been an ongoing thing. But I think what became interesting this week is suddenly the ratings are a part of the show because now we have the demo god on a uh, Wednesday nights. <laughs> so the rate the ratings now being become of the storyline is a bit different. I haven't seen that, I would say, since back in the days of uh, WCW. You know, when they were on their uh, last gasps and trying to make it about the ratings <laughs> and how many mm-hmm. weeks they used to win things. So, yeah. a very odd uh, move to make with the uh, making it part of uh, Mr. Jericho's character this week. And, okay, but, like, Nonetheless, let's let's go over them this week, especially with Raw. Like I saw a fuss mm-hmm. about that earlier. Like they did. I, I, I guess I need to go quote some of your tweets. Their, really their, quick. Lo- their <laughs> lowest, their lowest viewership, I think, uh, in in possibly ever, ever, ever was the big thing. So, which my immediate reaction was like, yeah, okay, we know all the numbers have been going down. It's been an ongoing theme. That's nothing new. As we discussed last week, the big uh, talking point last week became, oh, but it's the demos that matter. So 
Their viewership was super low, but all three hours of Raw were in the top 10, again, just like the week before and just like it pretty much always is. So their demo numbers are great, but the overall viewership was in the toilet. So it is what it is. Now, if that's going to change, I don't know. I really don't see anything at this point that's going to make anything rebound, I think, in any kind of better direction because, I mean, the weird feeling I'm kind of getting with wrestling right now is like, where is the spark? Where is the the excitement of something new on the horizon that's going to get people interested in possibly jumping on or jumping in in this COVID era of these very odd, like, you know, sterile shows that we've had for months now? How does that change? So, yeah, Raw's got a low audience. That's what's been going on forever. But is it a top 10 show? Yeah, it is. All three hours. So I don't know. What, what else are you guys thinking about with this whole the ratings deal that's suddenly such a thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go ahead, Jamal. So the long and short of it is, is that when you talk ratings, you need to define what the most important thing is. Is it the key demographic that matters to marketers and the other bean counters in, in the promotion? Is it the overall viewership, which is the simplest, most digestible number to say who wins or loses, quote unquote? Is it other off-key demographics where maybe they make a large stride, whether it's 50-plus people or women of any age. Um, you know, so what is, how do you define success in the ratings? That's number one. Let's just say that it is ratings, overall viewership from 2 to 99, period. Okay, fine. There's a winner and there's a loser. The biggest thing is, is that as a wrestling fan, what have you done to change how you perceive wrestling? And it's been part, you know, our fault as a fan to expect the same product or the traditional uh, product as a, the traditional presentation and then admonish them for not presenting that. And then on the other hand, saying that these are unprecedented, trying different times that We've never experienced anything like this before. Well, which is it? Do Are they bad for not putting on the product that we want? Or are we? Or are they heroic for putting on any product at all? You can't have it both ways. And that's yeah. part of the problem with the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, they will take one aspect of it and amplify that. And then somebody else will take an opposite you know, aspect and amplify that. And mm-hmm. then again, eventually they'll yell at each other until somebody's talking about you know cat videos. <laughs> the bottom line is, is that, the bottom line is is that you know it doesn't it does matter to a degree that the ratings are the ratings. It it would be stupid to believe that USA Network or Comcast would be happy that Raw did its lowest ratings in the history of ever. Right. It would also be stupid to believe that TNT or Warner Brothers or whatever would not want uh, would want to see success. How many good shows get good ratings and are shit canned by Fox after seven episodes? So there are fans of Firefly. God bless that show, but there are fans of Firefly that are still <laughs> waiting for season three. Nope. But then again, the Simpsons are on you know, season 58 and it won't die. So it is, it is kind of what it is with the ratings, but I think the biggest thing, because this is the only kind of like control that we have 
the internet is a shit ton of variables. The only control that we have of, of standard to look back over the past, well, since October, is ratings, our ratings. So that's why they're important. They are a measurement of success. However, you can't move the numbers. You have to find what those numbers are and what the goalposts are before people start moving them all crazy. And I think that's you know kind of why it's a war or whatever. For everybody that's claiming that it's not a war, you sure, you sure as hell love to flaunt your crafty little graphics about the Wednesday Night War. <laughs> which is it? Oh, well, how come we can't all just enjoy wrestling? But, you know, it's a war. Well, which is it? Am I going to pick a side or am I not to pick a side? Uh, and the, the bottom line is, is that nearly as many people watched wrestling on Wednesday night than watched wrestling on Monday night. Right. However... However, and the most important thing is that those numbers are still within that mid-50 percentile of numbers. They are averaging out. They're not doing tremendously better or tremendously worse than they were before Corona came through and shut shit down. But as much as TNT and NXT have done to produce their product, how much is it on you, the fan, to adjust your expectations to the current product, you know, and I think that that's, that's kind of a thing. And, and we've seen that AEW has done some things well. We've seen that they've done some things poorly. Same thing with NXT. Uh, the hockey rink that they do wrestling in in, in WWE is stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, the setup of AEW is a lot better and more aesthetically pleasing to me. But I think the big thing is, and this is what the, um, the ratings do indicate, because it is something that you can measure on a nightly basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis is that the shows are close, especially on Wednesdays. The shows are close. Raw and SmackDown are fledgling. And I think that's a that's a honest way to put it. But And if you want to say that they're still in the top 10, amongst what? They're yeah. one of the few live shows being produced right now. They're one of the few new episodic shows on television being produced right now. And they're getting beat by Tucker Carlson and Guys Grocery Games. They're getting <laughs> beat by everybody. By, by, uh, number number one, not, number one on Monday night was 90 Day Fiance the other way. <laughs> followed, <laughs> followed by Below Deck Mediterranean. So the best in reality show fair was beating right. Raw on Monday. <laughs> right. So, I mean, and, and that's, that's what it's going to be. I mean, those shows like The Challenge and MTV were kicking ass anyway. And that they have their audience. Their audience just happens to be a larger audience than the wrestling audience. <laughs> but the bottom line is, is that people are talking about 98 Fiance. I've never seen a single second of that show. Never. Hear about it. My, my God, <laughs> yeah. there are 3.1 million of them talking about it. <laughs> 3.1 million watch that thing. Right. So uh, do people have the capacity to, to gather around the TV for a moment? They do. They're watching the challenge on MTV. They're watching... Tucker Carlson. They're watching 90 Day Fiance. They're watching uh, the Netflix show about the Tigers and, and, and things. Sick Freed and Tiger. Um, they're watching things. They may check out NXT and AEW. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, a, that's the actual problem in all of this. So, so I feel with all the ratings talk, I'm on I'm on two chain side because I've never been a ratings aficionado kind of person. I don't really care. As a wrestling fan, Yes, your expectations should be swayed in a different realm because 
Look at the trash TV that's winning the day. If you're if you're a wrestling fan, are you kind of saying, well, I'd rather watch this trash TV, 90 Day Fiance, or The Challenge, or do I want to watch Braun Strowman cut stupid promos on Friday night against Bray Wyatt, or do I want to see the lowest-ranked Raw in, in the human history? I think for me, as a wrestling fan, Wednesday night for me is the must-see night, but does that mean that I am going to go to war or go to battle on one side or the other? No, I am the dude who actually says, hey, we got wrestling to watch. It's actually decent on Wednesdays. It sucks on Mondays. It sucks on Fridays. That's how I've looked at it. In terms of changing how I view the ratings, look, good job, Chris Jericho. Applaud for you for making it into a gimmick, for making it into a a money-making venue, because that's kind of what it's all about. Aside from that, USA Network must be thinking, what the hell do we have to do to drum up some sort of interest? Because... Drew is champion ain't cutting it. We, we can send Sasha Bailey to the moon, and I still don't think that's going to be enough to get people to watch on a Monday. They can invade AEW like the old DX thing. Maybe then on a Monday, if, they, if it was pre-taped, they could do that. But as a fan, I'm just not vested. I'm not invested. They're not getting my money or my viewership. And I think the more that the worldwide pandemic takes root and makes all of us kind of homebound well especially not texas because nobody cares here but trust me nobody cares here all in all i just show up for the women's wrestling on wednesday i show up for sasha bailey highlights other than that i'm going back to bed (laughs) (laughs) look you know what's funny the chris jericho and young bucks uh relationship is something i never knew was going to be so perfect because this is literally what the Bucks did uh, before AEW, when there was any opportunity to make a shirt, to make merch, they ran with it. And Jericho then doubled down on that. Got a champagne line and every single catchphrase or anything he puts his hands on, he makes money out of it. And they're like, kudos to him. Like, nothing against him and the gimmick or anything for doing that. I just don't get why so many fans are so hell-bent on making the conversations between you know, or, or trying to apply rationality as to why one show is better than the other because of ratings. And much like Jamal said, uh, which I'm not going to perfectly quote, but nonetheless, things are things are different now. So, you know, you, you can't have a baseline. Uh, you can't have your standard baseline in things when the baseline, what baseline <laughs> at this point, you know? So, you know, and, and I, I just don't get why, why people aren't, you know, people aren't speaking in opinion or even in question, people are speaking in straight facts. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this show is better than that. Look at the ratings. Like, uh-huh. what? <laughs> that, that number proves all. I think it's kind of a product of the time we live in where so much is my side versus your side. And I'm right, you're wrong. And there's no middle ground on it. Yeah. And like you were just saying, with no baseline to you, James, it's like since all this started, since we went on lockdown back in March, it's like all wrestling. It's been like on a steady decline of just like slowly, slowly, slowly wearing away more and more people who just aren't, you know, tuning in and watching. It's that's only kind of, I think, standard there's really been right now. It's just the weirdness of like how how many people are being driven off by this. And then on top of that, we got, you know, kind of the elephant in the room that's about to show up is if the ratings are weird right now. We got at the end of the month, we got the NBA showing up. 
Yep. We got baseball showing up. We got mm-hmm. the NHL showing up. Last Not night, you know, <laughs> last night you had NASCAR back and you had UFC back. But yeah. when the NBA shows up, that's what I'm waiting to see now. That feels like the next shoe that's about to drop. When yeah. the NBA shows up, what's that going to do to these numbers? Because the NBA is going to be playing every day of the week to yeah. make up these damn games. Yeah, it'll be fine. But until a star right. player gets COVID, it won't matter. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I. I, I I definitely want to talk about that. Maybe we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it next week. But I'm definitely been interested about how the bubble is happening, and they're still ironing out policies and and code of ethics in it. And, and some people have left the bubble already. So there's a snitch hotline for the bubble. Yeah, I know. And, and there's also a lot of people who are not happy about the snitch hotline. So <laughs> there's a lot of things going on with that. But yeah, I can. I, yeah, just like uh, the comment said, blanket thinking for sure. All right, I, I, really quick, just going to answer this question since I since since I seen it came up in the comments, and I'll just throw it up there real quick. What's you guys' favorite promotion? Well, that's a hard one. Well, but I think it also caters to Jamal's question: What do we watch in wrestling for right now, if at all? Because things are just so different. Um, but yeah, Damien, really quick. The Fair NXT promotion? women's division. <laughs> Jamal. Um the short answer is AEW. The longer answer is Marco Stunt. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I I am gonna be perfectly honest. I am not looking at anything on the basis of promotion. I am very much closer to what Damien's thinking, where I am cherry picking the best parts of yeah. different groups nxt women's division is like probably the the crown jewel right now and then i mean you can't deny the aew tag scene yeah so there's you know there's good stuff for, and, and hell as we keep saying on this show the mvps of wwe right now are sasha and bailey mm-hmm. carrying the damn company on their back so the, the, this era right now i'm cherry picking the stuff i like i look at it like it's yeah. a buffet you yep. know I'm, there's, I'm good, there's good stuff on all these shows but it's pieces it's not yep. the whole show is in general. Yeah, that's yep. part of the problem. And, it, and and on top of that, to the point now, I feel like we can almost put together a perfect piece if we just talked about each one, put them together. But yeah, easily for me, um, I like you said, cherry picking. The first thing that came to mind for me is Impact and Tasha Steeles and uh, and Kiara Hogan. Easily the best thing watching on TV. And I love Johnny Swinger. That dude is hilarious. So, um, really quick, or is there anything else to talk about with the ratings? Really fast, I'm trying to think. Yeah, we talked about the Raw aspect. Um, yeah, I guess for shits and giggles, what were the numbers for uh, Wednesday as far as uh, AEW and NXT? AEW came in fifth. They had a really good night. They bounced back. Their total viewership was uh, 788,000, but they came in fifth in the demo since we know the, the demo god will make sure you want it, you know that. So they did they did really well. They bounced back and heck in the, dem- in the prime 18 to 49 demo, they tied with Guy Fieri. So the heat, oh the heat my con- god. Got the heat is on. They both had a 0.29. So the heat is on there. They need we'll to see. send Jericho to Flavortown. That's the only way. <laughs> well, they should. <laughs> they, like they should. Could help. Guy, guys got his million viewers, so he's beating them overall. But they tied in the in the main demo. Sweet. NXT, on, on the other hand, let me just tie up what happened Wednesday. NXT took a huge hit. They fell all the way to 49th place with uh, 631,000 viewers and a 0.14. So mm. NXT really fell off after their three weeks in a row of winning. But I don't know, can you chalk that up maybe to the last few weeks of the Great American Bash and this was just a normal show? I don't know. It could be an anomaly. It could be something. And I, we'll see next week what happens. But either way, I, I'm expecting both shows to end up taking a hit 
once we have real sports coming back. Real, yeah. I think the return. I think the return of real sports is going to be a very big deal at the end of the month. <laughs> uh, you brought up Cody Rose real quick. I just I got an email about uh, Cody Rose appearing on uh, uh, Hot Ones, the game show. Not even sure it, with it, whatever that's about, but it's on True TV. But oh, it's the wing eating show. Yes. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So it's not out of round for him to appear on one of these food eating uh, no, type of shows. Stone Cold's uh-huh. been on it before. Okay, okay. And, and also, True TV is part of the uh, Warner, Warner Media. Media. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. 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 Um. So I don't know. Is it is it is it about that time yet, or should we go to our next topic? I mean, I, I, I'm here. You know where to find me. So, I think we can do one more topic and make it a good halftime after well, that because we're only 21 minutes in. Come on. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, we got a timer, folks. We got a timer. Um, really quick, too. Uh, I just want to, because we didn't get to talk about it in the beginning of the show, but I want to make sure we put emphasis on this a couple of times in the show uh, so that we are true to the promoting and to our word for this contest. So, Damien. Sure. So contest alert, everybody. So hashtag GSI 2020 is set for July 25th on Fight TV. We, as in us, are giving one lucky follower the chance to watch Synergy Synergy Wrestling's biggest show of the year live and free thanks to Fight TV. So what you have to do to win this, you have to like and retweet us at BGB Group on Twitter, follow and follow both us and Fight TV and the winner will be selected on July 23rd, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on air. So again, you have to like, retweet, follow both us as well as at Fight TV, and the winner will be announced on 7:23 at 8 p.m. live on the air to get your free promo code to watch Synergy Wrestling's biggest show of the year live and free. Yeah, and and to be clear, make sure you, it's the original tweet that is the one we will be referencing. So, um, and then it's, we will it's be pinned on the page. That's mm-hmm. right, and we will be making that announcement next week on the show live. If you're watching it live here on Twitter, um, it, this will we we will be announcing it at the conclusion of that show. Uh, but uh, so okay, so yeah, we won't we won't go to our uh, our our our, our mid show segment just yet. So the next thing I think we should be talking about is this weekend. So this weekend we have two pay-per-views. Uh, uh, Impact is having Slammiversary 2020, their biggest pay-per-view of the year. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of buzz. There's a lot of different things that could happen come um, uh, come this Saturday on Fight TV. And on Sunday on the WWE Network, we have um, the horror show of Extreme Rules. Uh, so, first off, about Slammiversary, there's so many different things. People, you know, hinting that they may show up. There's a little bit of uh, teasing on Impact's point of view. Uh, there's big implications. I think the biggest thing to kind of talk about right here with this pay-per-view uh, is that Considering everything that's been happening in the world, because especially what's, at, what's happening within the wrestling world and kind of re- the resilience that Impact has shown, losing major talent, happening to fire major talent, mm. and so on, and the fact that they get to this point and they're still being able to create buzz, uh, and you know, even if they had you know commitments of people, I mean, I won't even hint this one, but you know, even the idea of maybe possibly Rusev maybe showing up with Rusev, you know, now being diagnosed with COVID-19. Obviously, if you can count the days, it's not going to work out for him considering the quarantine period. 
they still got a lot of momentum going into this Saturday. A lot of people are talking about it. I'm definitely excited to watch it and so on. But, like, when you think about everything and when you talk about the midpoint of this year, we're in July, so we're lo- a little bit more than the midpoint of this year. Coming to this point now, Slammiversary, and considering, for me, they're in the positive. Like, what, what is your what is your thoughts and investments going into that show and everything they've done uh, for this Saturday? Let's start with Damien here. So... If anyone's followed us here or followed the network, you and Miranda hit the nail on the head every week in terms of talking about impact. You guys talking about it is the only reason I even bother to look at impact half the time, that in the women's division, because once Tessa didn't do her promos and didn't have the belt anymore, <laughs> we, were, we were left to wonder who's going to be that mystery person. And we brought it up a few weeks ago, like you said, that potentially, you know, Miroslav, formerly Rusev, might have been the person and then there's been teases on, is it going to be Eric Young? Is it going to be EC3? Even though he did that AEW promo, we've had uh, Anderson and Gallows rumored long time ago to be going to Impact to re- refurbish their tag team division against the North. That's the intrigue, the who's going to show up. What I fear is getting lost in all this is that there's actually good workers that are going to be a part of this pay-per-view. Like you were saying, the knockouts gauntlet match, I'm looking forward to just to see who's going to be that next person up. Deanna Perrazzo getting her shot at Jordan Grace after many people felt she was misused in NXT as well as Ring of Honor, and she's been kind of hot-shotted to the, the catbird seat wrestling against Jordan Grace. And then you have the the, the final match the, for the, I don't even know what they call it, the TNA Hootie Championship, whatever they want to call it now. The Impact <laughs> World Hootie Championship. To be clear, that's what we call it. So okay. notice you heard it here first. The, the Impact Hootie Belt Championship. Uh, now that there's no Elgin and you have Ace Austin and you have Moose, and just it, there's a lot of intrigue. There's more intrigue for this than there is for WWE. I don't give two craps about the horror show. I don't care about the swamp <laughs> match. I don't give a damn who loses an eye. I mean, I don't care which Dominic shows up, Dijakovic or the other one. I don't, it doesn't really matter to me unless I see something. Asuka is the one that scrapes out somebody's eye. I think that's the only thing I would care about. But in terms of anticipation for Slammiversary, it's there. Would you, would it be fair to say that this is their kind of their WrestleMania or their SummerSlam? Yeah. So all eyes should be on their big show. I just hope they knock it out of the park because they're really up against really cruddy competition on the Sunday, which I thought it was very strategic to put it on Saturday and not Sunday, but I'm looking forward to it at the very least the women's division as always. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. The impact women's division, I would say is the crown jewel of that company right now. It's definitely had the most momentum for a long time. So Anything they're doing there absolutely has my attention. They have a lot of young faces there. It's great. It's great to see Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan and Jordan Grace and all them getting you know a platform and a lot of people getting to see them that haven't seen them before. So that's been great to see that they've really reset that entire division. The entire mystery surrounding who's going to show up is obviously that's what they've been selling this show on from the jump. Who's going to show up? And unfortunately, this show has gone through so many changes with people getting outed as less than favorable and people leaving and people getting sick and who knows what else. It's really a card that's been a lot of flux. And I think the biggest thing they got to worry about at this point is who knows what they had planned for that main event originally. I'm sure whatever they had planned probably isn't happening now. So hopefully they come up with something that's, gonna 
get get him some buzz, get him some attention. There's a lot of free agents out there on the table, a lot of pieces that are available that they can bring in. It's just a matter of who it's going to be. And if they had something planned and they can't do it right now, maybe they find another way to work it in once this show is over. But there's there's definitely options. That's a good thing. They have options of people they can work with. It's just a matter of will it be enough of something to get people talking. And, and, and really quick for Jamal gets in there. I mean, all they got to do is do it one night regardless. Mm-hmm. If this is their biggest show, that's all they got to do is fulfill uh, is, is, is be fulfilling for that one night. Whether somebody shows up one time, whether they're able to ink a contract, there is a lot of options available to get that to go and be very successful. So that's intriguing. And the other thing I really quickly say is that it feels good to be able to watch something and there not be a billion different uh, dirt sheet rumors that people are swearing by as to what's going to happen. There's so many mysterious pieces in this that you legitimate it, it legitimately feels like watching wrestling at the old day. Because you don't know what's going to happen, so you're able to come up with your own independent thinking and going forward. So, wait, you mean to tell me that there's no Dave Meltzer getting involved here? No Brad Shepard giving spoilers? None of that? <laughs> <laughs> Weekend ain't here yet, so give it time. And we know how rumors are. I mean, one person thinks something, they swear by it. The next thing, no NWA is canceled, and that was the whole thing of the whole day. But <laughs> that got put to bed. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, Jamal. So I don't really watch Impact, um, and I definitely don't watch the main roster. Um, and I think for both shows, well, for Impact more than the main roster, this is their opportunity, while they have my attention, uh, to wow me. I mean, this is it. This this is their moment. Uh, they put together a pretty interesting card. Um, I really There's a lot that I don't know about the stuff leading up to it, but, but personally, I don't really care. I'm not a storyline person. Just do the wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's that's why that's why I'm here. So hopefully it'll be a good show. And I think right now I don't know how much the pay per view is actually going to cost. Thirty three. Thirty three dollars. Hmm. It's a very specific price. That is <laughs> thirty three. That, that is interesting. So I mean that actually makes it a little bit more appealing. So I really hadn't you know maybe I was going to watch it maybe I wasn't but um, that's that's a very interesting price. So. I'm looking forward to seeing what it has to offer. And with the Great American Bash, I, I mean, not a Great American Bash, but the um, Extreme Rules horror show in your house, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I <laughs> just don't know. I mean, the fact that, that MVP versus Apollo Crews is a match on a pay-per-view in 2020. <laughs> throw the whole goddamn thing in the trash. <laughs> Just throw it all in the trash. I don't want to know what the swamp fight is. I don't I don't really care about the eye for an eye match. I mean, Ray Jr. wears a mask. He's going to have to go through the mask to get an eye? Sure, I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, and, and of course, how great is it that you actually have somebody gouging out somebody's eye in the time of, uh, I don't know, the plague. I mean, we do have the plague is going on, and we have somebody going to have to get over somebody's face and carve out their eye. I I, I don't know. Either way, um, and also, what does that mean? Hopefully, it's Ray Jr.'s retirement match, because is he going to wear an eye patch over his mask for the rest of his career if he loses? Is Seth Rollins going to have to wear an eye patch, or is he going yes, to be like he a, is. He is. is he going to do like a Stuart Scott thing? You know, damn where he, right. 
You know, at, at wanna, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, Seth better commit to this damn thing because I want to see those newborn baby photos with Becky with the eye patch getting rocked. <laughs> this better be for life. <laughs> Work that gimmick, kayfabe. So I mean, like there, there is like an acceptable level of stupid that I'm willing to tolerate, and WWE <laughs> has absolutely pushed that line a lot farther than I'm that I'm comfortable with. So, uh, I don't know. That, that seems to be a hard pass for me. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll see how, how I feel. <laughs> Since I didn't get to say much about Extreme Rules real quick, we got to talk about the eye thing, just the absurdity of it all. And Lord knows there is a lot of people that have been very worked up about this eye for an eye thing since it got announced. My thinking is this. If you're going to do this, go all the way with it. Make it ridiculous. Don't half-ass it. Nope. If someone's going to lose an eye, they better lose an eye. They better be wearing an eye patch. And, hey, it ain't the first time in wrestling. We can go back to Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler in Memphis way back in the day with trying <laughs> to take somebody's eye out. So it ain't like it ain't been done before. So let, let, I'm curious what they're going to do, but – I don't know. We'll, and then we'll next see. week it'll be surgically repaired, miracle back in the person's eye. Like, yeah, oh, God, like I hope more. not. Like Thor and Avengers Endgame putting the thing back in his eyeball. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny how like uh, WWE didn't have budget for pyrotechnics, but this CGI budget seems to be pretty high <laughs> at this rate. So. <laughs> and it just dawned on me that the eye for an eye match with Rollins because it's biblical and it just dawned on me. It's like the eye for an eye from the Bible with Rollins being the Monday Night Messiah. It's like, are you serious right now? <laughs> We're really steering into this he's Jesus thing, isn't it? Okay. You oh, lost man. me. You lost me. Oh, Is it time for some fun? I think Please. it's time for some fun. More fun. No, no, we don't have fun here. Come on, people. <laughs> Is it time for halftime? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's about right. It's about right. All right. Well, and that's the matter, Dan. We hand it off to Jamal. Hi. So, cameo. Uh, by now, hopefully you've heard of it. Uh, by now, Cameo, you should thank us, damn it. But either way, Cameo is a show, uh, is a product online, Cameo.com, where you can request your favorite celebrities, and I use that term loosely, to give you a shout-out or a birthday wish or to tell your uh, baby moms that it's over or whatever you want to do. What? Um, you know, for And they do that at a price at Cameo.com. So Alexa Bliss is tonight's uh, your featured product of Cameo. The hottest new member of Cameo by far. She charges a price. Is that price that Alexa Bliss is charging higher mm-hmm. or lower than Mojo the Monkey, a TikTok uh, <laughs> sensation? <laughs> She's higher. I mean, she, she somebody must have told her, how much money can you make on this? She's like, for real? And instantly signed up. Yeah, she got a lot of publicity this week, so I do know what the price is. I will not say, but I do know what her price point is. I got to imagine this monkey has got to be lower than Alexa Bliss. Yep, lower. lower. That's what I mean, yep. I mean, you'd be surprised how much these animals are charging on, on Cameo. They definitely can range in the, in the triple digits. But Mojo the monkey is only charging $12, so I think that's <laughs> oh. <laughs> 12 too much. A, a dozen. Right. But... Mojo the monkey. I mean, I'm not a monkey enthusiast, so I don't really follow him. 
I don't really follow Landon Milborn of your Maccabee Ashdod, you know, mm-hmm. uh, team out of Israel. Uh, he went to University of Maryland. He's played in Greece and Spain and Italy and Puerto Rico and Dominican. He's charging a premium on Cameo. Is he higher or lower than Alexa, Alexa Bliss? Lower. Never heard of him lower. That's a I would say lower, but still lower. I mean, I, 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 want, I don't want to, you know, bury the lead, but he is a nine-year professional basketball player, and he's currently playing for Maccabee Ashad in Israel. I don't think you understand how big that is. <laughs> is he an international superstar is what you're saying? I'm saying I've never heard of him. <laughs> That's what I'm going off of too. <laughs> I'm saying that he has no presence in 2K, and that at seven hundred dollars, what? <laughs> he is charging more than Alexa Bliss. Quite damn. a bit more too. I oh mean, my damn. god! I know money's tight, but damn, gotta get them shekels. <laughs> He's looking to only do one or two of those. He don't want the hassle of doing a ton of them. My mm. God. Do them all. Wow. Do them all, Landon. Get get them shackles, boy. Um, Landon, now, again, couldn't know, know him from a hole in the wall. But I do know and hate Mariano Rivera of your New York Yankees. Is he charging mm. more or less than Alexa Bliss? Ooh. This is getting comparable now, I think. I, I, uh, well, I, would, I would argue that. Mariana Rivera is probably a bigger deal in some circles than Alexa Bliss. Well, yeah, well, yeah. No, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in many know, ways, he's, he's going to be a bigger star, absolutely. He's only a Hall of Famer, but but then again, again, we're talking about wrestling, and this is baseball. baseball oh, he's, absolutely, he's absolutely more. I mean, I don't know what it yeah. is, but something about base, I mean, baseball, just, just especially being a part of the Yankees, world champion and, and Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'd say more. I gotta say more. Everything after their career is just all memorabilia. So he I'd understands. He understands his worth everywhere he goes. He's yeah, the I, greatest I think, closer in history. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be at least five hundred. Is my guess at seven hundred fifty dollars. Whoa, more. He's definitely charging more than Alexa Bliss. The problem that I have with that is <laughs> that Landon Milborn is seven hundred. <laughs> Man. Sticking with sports. Hey, now this this a question. Does a uh, does a uh, cameo have like a reporter problem button? <laughs> like, I'd like much, to report spam in error. There <laughs> <laughs> one too many zeros on here. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Jamal. As sticking with sticking with sports. Will Arndt of your British Columbia Lions in the CFL. Is he's a, a star quarterback, and he uh, just got uh, picked up. He was a hot free agent in, in the CFL market up there in Canada. BC Lions star Will Arndt, is he charging more or less than Alexa Bliss? Ooh, I'm going to go less. I'm going to go less on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go less. CFL, got to be less. CFL. Yep, less. Well, at five dollars, he's definitely charging a lot. Less than <laughs> Dang, a lot. Less. Good, good for him for knowing his worth. <laughs> is, is that is that the cheapest one we've had so far? Five nope. bucks is like down there. Uh, I think I think it is. That may be the cheapest one we've had so far. Yeah, I we think were going to talk about who, doing this. Yeah, we we were going to talk about who had the lowest, but yeah, we'll we that's like you say, we got to figure it out. We'll we'll push that the next week for time. So we, far, we aren't the lowest so far. We we will. 
keep it moving still in sports. Christian Scioli of your New York football giants. Is he charging more or less than Alexa Bliss? Wait, who? Exactly. <laughs> I am a Giants fan. Who the hell is that? <laughs> Christian Sicoli. You know, he's a, he's a linebacker for your New York football giants. He is charging less because Definitely. I don't know who he is. Definitely. I got a feeling this is a trick question, and this dude is getting by on the Giants name and the NFL, and he is charging more. I don't know who the hell he is, though. Depending on your zip code, you're either a Giants fan or a Jets fan in the New York tri-state area. Even though Christian Scioli is not a, a household name, go blue, or so they say. I'm a Jets fan. I don't care. <laughs> but dear Christian... At 99 cents, he's <laughs> absolutely charging less than Alexa Bliss. What does he work for Cameo? Like, <laughs> that's what they be charging the, the workers. <laughs> I think I just became a fan of this guy. Oh, man. 99 cents, not even no, a th- dollar. No, seriously, I'm not even playing. We definitely getting somebody. We're we're, we're gonna get somebody by this by this week to, to, to queue up for next week's episode. We we're for ninety nine dollars. we can definitely work something out. Well, if somebody <laughs> has a Delaware address, let's skirt them taxes real quick. But we can talk about that off air. <laughs> uh, three more, and this is a big name, Jermaine Dupri. Oh, it's gotta be more. Jermaine Dupri. Money. Star producer, money, I mean, mega producer, life-size aunt, Jermaine Dupree. Is he charging more or less than Alexa Bliss? And it's a Ferrari or Jaguar switching forward. More. It's definitely more. More. With the top bat screaming now, money ain't a thing. We'll see if money ain't a thing in about two seconds. <laughs> At $250, he is charging less than Alexa Bliss. That's not wow. bad for him, though. That's not bad for him. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's, a, that's a good gift. For hey, matter of fact, especially if you're an inspiring rapper, that two hundred and fifty dollars may be your yeah. intro for your ne- your next song. <laughs> yep. So uh, the last uh, two we have for this week, uh, a guy that I haven't seen on cameo before, but he is one of my all-time favorite uh, New York Jet players, uh, the big number eight zero Wayne Corbett. Is he charging huh? more or less Ooh. than Alexa Bliss? Wayne Corbett. Hofstra grad. More. I'm going more too. Ah, uh, well, it's got to be more than two fifty. I'm probably gonna go less. I'm thinking he's about the two fifty mark too. Alexa Bliss charges a premium, but she definitely charges more than a hundred dollars. Wow. As Wayne Corbett, <laughs> one Chris Ben Franklin will get you Wayne Corbett on cameo. I'm cool with that. Alexa Bliss. The last one. Wayne Corbett's a good get for 100. That's a good get for 100. Uh, The last one is flag enthusiast and uh, Saints coach Sean Payton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is he charging more or less than Alexa Bliss? I can see a lot of people aren't paying for for him right now. Alexa Bliss. No, go ahead. Get to him. Oh, I'm sorry. Less. Sean Payton. Sean Payton's okay. I'm thinking about uh, Drew Brees, who's under fire. Uh, Sean Payton was uh, had the uh, coronavirus and recovered yeah. earlier this year. Yep. Um, then less of bliss. I'm going to say a lot less. I feel like this is a terrible. Uh, I know. I just. I, I think thing. Thing. Yeah. Going less. Yeah. I, I took your comment. Sorry, Mass. I agree with Mass yeah. fan three there. Yeah. Less. yeah. less. I think this is a terrible, charitable thing for him. So less. 
Right. So I mean, I, I think that it's possible that this is a charitable thing. That's why he's charging a thousand dollars. Jeez. <laughs> and that thousand dollars is a lot more than Alexa Bliss, who is charging three hundred ninety-nine dollars. Okay. Good for her. Good yeah, for okay. her. Not bad. There were there were people giving her crap this week when she put that up, and I'm like, that girl knows her audience and she knows her worth. Good yeah, for yeah. her. She's like, it's it is me or the PlayStation. Yeah. Come on. So, well, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, the Sims. Yep. Get your PayPal's ready. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Sims got the credit cards ready. They're like, ready to go. Here you go. They're burning that baby up right now. Yep. Get your PayPal's ready. Alexa Bliss is here for you. Yo, the job. I've looked at a couple of her cameos. They're sickening. However, I'm not a Bliss sim. So if you, if you want to get that done, $3.99 and she got you. No. Nah. So, so, so. Did y'all see my message about Curl Baskin doing cameo? I saw that. Mm-hmm. She's on there, but I've never used her before. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know that. who she is. So. Oh, I, I, oh yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that over there. Curl Baskin, probably the most spoke about name earlier this year. Uh, next to uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Tiger King. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Thank you. Uh, also. At this moment, I think it's a good time for us to bring up that the Miz on Up Up Down Down stream. At this moment, I have so much more interest in having Maurice as a cameo just to hear her completely go off on the Miz for like three minutes. Like <laughs> that Mar- Maurice can make a pretty penny doing cameos where she just like tells people off and like cusses at him in French yep. and French. stuff. And like <laughs> there, there is a market for that because hearing her chew Mike up on that stream in front of all his boys, oh my god. She she, she came in there, told all them kids to keep it down. Mama was busy. Keep them kids down. Hey, there was some- look shook. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say there was some real fear on that chat. Like Adam Cole didn't say anything. Adam Cole knew better. Like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people was just like, "Yeah, I know that feeling." <laughs> the Miz came back like, "Yeah, guys, I only can play for a little bit longer. Got to go." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's pivot to our second half of this show. Um, let's see. New Japan Pro Wrestling and NWA. Two different things we want to talk about there. First, NWA, we're going to just go ahead and kind of nod towards this whole rumor that came out about NWA shutting down. And then Billy Corgan uh, came to put that to rest. We'll read the statement in a second. Uh, one of you guys can queue it up. But the one thing I just want to say really fast is that how, and, and, maybe, and you, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, how in the world was it ever speculation for NWA to be shut down when their business model was never designed to be shut down. It, they're working on a, they, uh, first of all, they made it very clear, regardless of Dave Logano happened to uh, leave and all that other good stuff. They made it very clear that they had no plans on running the show without the audience. Therefore, right. nothing's happening. So why would they have to, in midst of this, say, okay, we're done. You weren't doing anything to be done. You know what I mean? It was it, it was just, it, they're on halftime, they're on break, whatever it may be. And when it comes back, they run a model of which they they, they, they have a show, their talent shows up, they they got people who are committed to it, the, the independent model, the ROH and the, the, the impact model, where it's like per show appearance thing. Hey, if you got, if, if we have a show, then you ought to show up. 
just talked to Wade Barrett in an interview uh, earlier this week. He says this is why he li- he likes to work at a promotion of this sort because he can make movies, he can do press mm-hmm. and do all other stuff. And when NWA comes around, he can go back to it. And you know, without even having to pull that card with him saying stuff like that, like yeah, he, he's decided to get back. If there was any any other speculation that he wouldn't that they weren't going to happen, all the talent would have been new. But the way how things are, and you just pl- apply a little bit of common sense, I don't see how people could be so hell-bent on rumors saying they're being shut down when there's no reason to do so. Well, here's where the rumor started. It started with Raven saying it on Hannibal TV that he <clears> thought <throat> that they were going to shut down because Lagana left and with all that other stuff. So if ECW legend Raven, Scotty Flamingo, says <laughs> that they're going to shut down, you're right. him at his word. That's where I get yeah. my news from. You're right. You're right. That, Everything that, I said made no sense. That got All the story Raven. out there and it spread like wildfire. Quote now, the to Raven be fair, more. To be fair, I think, you know, the thinking was people were like, well, Lagana's gone and he was like like a one-man operation there and yeah. it's all Billy as far as money, as far as we know. So does Billy still have an interest in funding this? And I think that on top of that, just the main thing is with Lagana gone, it's like who's steering the ship now? You know, his right-hand man is gone and we haven't heard anything about like someone else coming in or anything and with the with the uncertain future where it's just like okay how long they get how long are they gonna wait before they ever do something it's like you know we don't Mm -hmm. know when this is gonna be fixed to the point where like they can run shows again or if they'd be want to run shows with no one there if if that's all idea they don't want to run shows so they can have a crowd that could be next year that could be the year after that we don't we don't know so like with that kind of uncertainty it's like well how long do you sit around and wait well, the know. question uh, the, for me is like, hey, if you own a car and now you have to telework all the time, do you do you say, well, don't need my car anymore? Going to go sell it? You don't, Some you people just, do. I, I, I just, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't see when you have something of value such as a promotion and success and a good model, and you have contracted uh, talent, and everyone's happy, and they can still do what they do on the side, and still will report when things get back to normal. I don't feel like why there's any reason to terminate any of that. And that's why I was just like, I, I don't get how there was so much like people like, oh, damn, like this. Sucks. It's like, but wait, 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 wait. Especially in the era now where people got nothing but time in their hand. If there was to be something like that, they would have just came out and said, it. especially after uh, um, um face had uh, been released, which was instantly put on their social media when they did so. So. Um, but yeah, let's just read Billy Gorgon's uh, um, uh, uh, message that he put out earlier. If you have it up, uh, Will do. or Damon. Okay, go ahead. So from his Instagram page, he says, a quick note about the National Wrestling Alliance, which I fought for and won ownership of a few years back. We are not shutting down. So please, <laughs> so please disregard any and all rumor to that effect. The NWA is not and will not be for sale and those talent who are under contract remain under contract for a reason, which is that we at the NWA are trying to figure out a way to provide our great fans with wrestling content in a very, very tough environment. And most importantly, keep our talent safe and the standard of production you've come to expect from us at a high level. Anything less, in my opinion, is unacceptable. So yes, appreciate the interest, appreciate the chatter, but don't appreciate the unsourced rumors and speculation End quote. There you have it. Yep. Okay. So, so, yeah. So, so, uh, since we're talking about the future of it, and before we get to New Japan, the future NWO is simple to me. 
when they're ready to go, they'll be ready, ready to go. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their niche is their niche, and how they produce, uh, and 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 what we enjoy about NWA is easily to be able to be restarted at any time. Their model of YouTube, the way how they run in a small studio, it just works. It just works, and I don't feel like you know, even if you're totally invested in the storylines that they had going at the time, and they had to do a soft reset, then so be it. They got time to figure it out to make it more better than ever, and you know, and. When they get back to it, it's going to be all brand new to us, especially with how things are looking now, especially with eye gouging mat, mat, matches <laughs> with CGI. Um, yeah. <laughs> and anyway, it's going to be real, real good when, when they get back to that. And who knows? With Dave gone, maybe maybe they do decide to do something a little bit more drastic and different, but nonetheless, it'll be new. So, uh, and who knows who's, who, who tends to step up to partner with him? You know, he got a bunch of talent. Uh, that are in workers who could easily step up into that position, something like how Marty Scroll stepped up with uh, with ROA. So, who who knows? It, it could be a lot of different things that could happen. But nonetheless, I I don't feel like there's any issues or any reason to to panic or to put on a red alarm here. Like they they'll be fine. Well, the, I mean, I, I think as it's evident by the show that they have a really low overhead. Yes. Uh, they operate out of the same spot. It's a very, very, very minimalistic uh, sense as far as television production goes. Um, and anybody with an iPhone or a Galaxy S20 could shoot the show and produce it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm dead serious. I mean, there were some pretty good sure. movies that have been shot on iPhones. Oh, for sure. Recently. Hardcore Henry, um, not a good movie, but, uh, you know, Hardcore a good Henry, movie done. Great movie. But it was, you know, but it was shot on, on an iPhone. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that NWA, I'm not really concerned. And the NWA did what most companies did when they uh, when the plague hit. They decided to cut bait and cut most of the contractors, furlough non-essential employees, hunker down, and save it for uh, the next time that they are able to, to get back up and running. The contrast of that is AEW and, 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 and NXT and the WWE, where <clears throat> some would argue that if they didn't have the television constraints where they had to produce shows, they're contractually obligated to fill X number of hours a week per their networks. Would, would we even see AEW at this point? Would they just say, see you when we see you? Um, that's that's going to be a question that will always be debated. Now, can NWA do a thing? Sure. Of course they could. Should they? That will also be a thing that's debated, you know, as AEW and uh, WWE should have shut down. Arguably so, arguably not. So I think that the big thing for NWA is because their overhead is so low, because their contracted wrestlers are free to do and go and do what they need to do um, in the interim, it should be fine. Uh, I'm not necessarily worried about their... Uh, they're they're quite going forward. I'm more concerned about regaining the momentum that was lost because they were just um, a week or two weeks away from their first major pay-per-view big arena event outside of the studios of Georgia Public Broadcasting. They were just uh, uh, working with Ring of Honor to bring in some things and they had a good program with Skrull before we hated them mm. and Nick Aldis. Uh, you know, they were doing some things. I, I missed the question mark, but it's um, <laughs> yeah, I'm dead serious. I missed the question mark. Well, no, you but, said you, that's one of the few things that you like from the show. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But now, you know, is it is it better to have nothing at all than to have something slight? And, you know, and, and that's the thing. Uh, the 2K League for wrestling doesn't make sense because the game is ass. So glitching out. It'd be that. glitching out. Let's let's click. We can't have a 2K League with a 97 false restarts because somebody <laughs> fell through the goddamn ring. Stop. You're playing yourself. How, how many times in three hours of Raw would you have like uh, R Truth and them just having to re- reboot the system? Logging <laughs> <laughs> back in is the stream. <laughs> to be fair, Michael Cole, better announcer on 2K than he is in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. No, that's always going to be the thing. Like, this year, we're going to look back on it. And so the the mystery is always going to be, what would have this year been if this damn plague hadn't come along and sent everything off the rails? But we'll never know. We'll never know. Because there was so much... In the works and so much yeah, that I mean, coming that spring, we, and then it we're just missing all a lot. Yeah, I yeah. like that topic. I, we might got to talk about that next, but I need some time to think what would have been midway right now if things would have been normal. That might we be did, a topic for next week. We, we damn sure would still that afford way. that giant crab, though. What'd you say? Seth Rollins would have fought that giant crab. <laughs> would we still be having an eye match? Would Hell we have got no. our cinematic wrestling? No. Well, no. would we have would we have what happened in New Japan this past week, if not for the pandemic and the big yeah. swerve that Jeez. happened in New Japan? Well, okay. Thank well, you well, for bringing it back around, Damien. Yes, yes. Go. Let's definitely talk about that. I for me, I, I I said it on another podcast that I said that. Uh, I felt personally, and I, I'm not even going to sit here and act like I called this by any means, but I did say in, excuse me, in 2018, looking into 2019, that I thought Evil was going to have a really good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw the gimmick and everything and the response from the fans and just everything coming together that went into the direction of him transcending to being a bigger star. And they obviously went with, uh, with Naito, more or less, in the shoes that I thought was going to be evil, but <laughs> talking about what happened last week, well, I didn't see that coming at all. But yeah, yeah, let's talk about New Japan and uh, yeah, Damien, kind of since you kind of transitioned into it yourself. So, from what I gathered, the uh, the crowd allowed in into the stadium was, I believe, a quarter to no more than half capacity. They weren't the crowd was not allowed to cheer or yell. Uh, I, I guess to not spread. Contagions, yep. they were not allowed Plain to. applause. Them. Yes, golf applause. And we talked about this on the show weeks ago about the golf clap in Japan. And look, they implemented it. And then the, the whole two days is to get people talking about New Japan again because they swerved everybody with having evil, because his name is Evil, join the Bullet Club and go, <laughs> and go against Los Ingrenables. So What? I, I, okay, I'm a Naito guy. Have been for the last couple of years. I thought the, the rocket should have been strapped to him sooner, but they were riding that wave and they said, screw it, we're going to have Naito beat everybody and then beat Okada. And then what, what do we do? We have Evil beat Okada on night one, and then we go do the Tranquilo, and what happens? A two-sweet instead from Evil, beat the crap out of Naito, and then the next night takes both the Intercontinental and the World Heavyweight Championship from Naito. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. 
in one day, they are a bigger wrestling story worldwide. I'm talking about worldwide, not just in, the, in America, than anything else WWE and AEW did all this time during the pandemic. What the hell, man? Yeah, it was a very much hitting the reset button moment. I don't think anyone saw it coming, and Lord knows the Naito fans out there were not happy. There was a <laughs> lot of sour feelings last Sunday morning. I like Naito, too, and I was like, yeah, this is okay. He's finally going to get his run now. But, damn, the pandemic comes along, and it's like, I don't know if that thinking was okay. We haven't done any live shows with a crowd in ever we absolutely have to do something big on this show to yes. get people's attention. And it's just like, they looked at him and it's like, sorry, dude, we got to take that belt. We got to, we got to do this and we got to do something big and put it on someone that no one sees coming. And we're just resetting the table essentially as a relaunch. That's pretty much how it came across like new Japan relaunched completely on Sunday. And it's like a whole new direction. Now I think just out of necessity and what they do is, I don't know. It's it was it's I sure as hell didn't expect it. And Lord knows Naito, if in a lot of ways it's like, God damn, what, what is this dude ever gonna get a run of any like length and like significance? It's like, god damn, he's like he's the new Japan Sasha Banks. <laughs> he gets wow. the belt and he never holds on to it, you know? <laughs> god damn, I never thought of that before. Like between the, the, the similar fan bases with yes. like the super fans yes. that like are just they hate that they never get a real run with the belt naito and sasha never good occurred com- to me good, right now there good we go. comparison well good there comparison. we go there we go so here here's what i've been and i'm not a dirt cheat guy but i know because of travel restrictions uh jay white and you know some the gorillas mm-hmm. of destiny can't make it to japan so they had to do something to make the the bullet club stay relevant and i guess evil turning heel or healer joining the bullet club what was the most logical solution to keep the storylines going. And now Time Bomb and, and Evil are destined to have a very climactic clash with all these emotions of a jilted lover fighting against, you know, the, the person that broke up with them and broke up the family. So I am, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to staying up to three o'clock in the morning to watch the storylines play out because I have, <laughs> I don't want to do that. But I also think if the storylines continue to develop intrigue, I would be willing to watch more New Japan now during the pandemic than watch uh, WWE or AEW. Yeah, long short of it is until New Japan gets a television deal in the U.S., I don't care. I understand that it's a big deal for a lot of people, uh, but I don't care enough about New Japan to wake up at midnight for a 1 a.m. show that goes until 4. Right. Um, and, 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 and then what? I mean, like, granted that I could just stay off of Twitter and then watch the show at a decent hour. But, meh. I mean, it's not important enough for me to do so. I know they have a lot of talent there, and and I get it, and I understand how what that style means to a lot of people. But when it comes on TV, that's when I'll care. So, cool. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I agree, Jamal. Right with you there. Uh, but the people on Facebook has it all packaged and ready for you. As soon as you wake up, eight <laughs> o'clock. That's true. <laughs> it's all good and good. They're like, "Hey, here's what you missed while you were asleep." <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is New Japan uh, on Axis? No. Um, okay. I, I thought they they don't have a, a television deal in the U.S. anymore. 
and wow both are gone from access access is full-fledged uh committed to uh something else boxing and impact so uh, they'll be looking for a home, but I, w- I would assume soon the two of them. We'll see what happens with that. That could be interesting. Until New Japan World becomes an app on my Samsung television, I'm not going to look for them. It is an app on the Android. Wait, is the Fire Stick Android? I forget. No, no it's Fire not. Stick is, no, Fire Stick is Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's they, right. They have uh, an app on Amazon and they do have an app on Android. Because and I, usually what I'll do, I'll pull it up and I'll Chromecast it. Whenever I oh, want to okay. watch it, but I'll, I'll get around it that way. But like, yeah, they don't have a Roku app or anything. You know, that's a, there's there's to get the U.S. market. They really gotta get get on that. Get yeah. get on yeah. platforms. I mean, the bottom line is, I'm the consumer. Bring the shit to me. I'm <laughs> not going to wake up at three in the morning to watch the shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go over our news really quick, and then we'll be getting up out of here for the night. So, what we got? Okay, so news really quickly. Uh, speaking of ratings, the Nielsen Group, they are the company that handles ratings for the U.S. Um, they do local television and cable television separately. But the bottom line is, is that if you don't know how the ratings work, um, it's only a small sample of the population. It's not everybody. It's not the census. Um, they take a, a sampling and extrapolate that across the, um, the, the, the country. Uh, and what they're going to do now, what they're thinking about doing now, and the the plague has obviously shaken things up a bit. They're thinking about adding, including people that are watching shows from within bars and mm. other communal mm. places. So if you are a person that's watching a show at the airport bar, or if you're watching them at the um, at Buffalo Wild Wings, because you certainly shouldn't be at Buffalo Wild Wings for the chicken. If you <laughs> are watching them, you know, wherever you are, you may not, you may be a Nielsen household, but not count it because you're watching at the bar and they're thinking about doing that. Also, uh, Next Gen TV, ATSC 3.0 is coming out, and I'm very excited about that because I'm a TV nerd. Um, and that will allow Nielsen to look into your TV a lot more. It's all digital, blah, blah, blah. You get better you know, resolution, but more internet shenanigans, including targeted ads, depending on where you live. Uh, you know, it's a give or take. But I want... SmackDown in 4K. This is how it's going to happen over the air. So, new, so actually, more ratings may be more people may be counted in the ratings uh, mm-hmm. starting later this year. It could be very interesting what that does mean to advertisers, and of course, the companies that leverage themselves against the advertisers. Um, they may not need picture in picture anymore uh, to keep you when they can charge a lot more money for ratings in general. Um, Biggie Langston. And I do call him Biggie Langston because uh, he has a last name, damn it. He <laughs> did an interview. Uh, he did an interview about uh, the New Day, and he did an interview with um, uh, Devon Dudley and his Table Talk podcast because everyone has a podcast now. You have a podcast. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> he was talking to Devon about the New Day itself and why... The New Day shouldn't break up. Uh, He said in a quote, I still think we can do everything we want as a faction. I would still do single stuff and and the New Day and still in tags. And uh, I never saw myself as a tag team wrestler, but I love tag team wrestling and grew grew to love it. But I still think that we don't need to break up. Uh, We can do stuff like Kofi did where he we still stayed a a faction and we still are together and he pursued a single stuff. 
uh, a biggie singles run is on my my top five things to do for WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely, you know, has a lot of it that you know could get himself over as a single star, um, get it done. And no, it shouldn't come at the expense of the New Day because once you uncork that bottle, where he, where one of them turns, uh, think of what happened with the Shield. It won't be the same after that. Uh, you know, the New Day, they've done it. They've climbed the mountain. They've peaks and valleys, and they've done it almost all. But I don't think that they need. They have to break up. Yeah, um, I completely bet you agree. Merch, merch sales would agree too. Oh yeah. Right. So some uh, legal notes, uh, some legal news for you, uh, for all the legal legals out there. Tammy Lynn Sitch, uh, also. Uh, not uh, again? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the state of Pennsylvania filed a motion in Carbon County to revoke Tammy Lynn Sitch's, uh, Tammy Sitch's par- uh, parole. She was arrested on Monday, uh, this Ooh. past Monday, in Middletown, New Jersey, which is a lovely town. In the ass of New Jersey, if you've ever been. Um, she's still in custody at Monmouth County Correction Institution. The bench warrant means that if she were to be released on the charges in New Jersey, she would immediately be turned over to the state of Pennsylvania before leaving the jail. She will likely be transferred to Carbon County Correction Facility to serve out the remainder of her sentence if the parole board sides with the court. Basically, she's not going any anywhere. She is playing a hot potato uh, like the WWE did with the women's title uh, between jails. So good on you, Sonny Romano. Also, in legal I think news. there's no one surprised there. And also, who is her lawyer? Because we got questions. Lionel Hutz, attorney of law. And if you're one of these folks that, as a member of Sonny's OnlyFans, you might oh. want to check on your payments and see if they've been frozen while she's not providing content. <laughs> if you get a caller ID that says DEA, don't answer. <laughs> Don't answer. Um, also, in legal news: Jeff Hardy's uh, Jeff Hardy's court date has been pushed back. He was supposed to appear in court uh, this week in Moore County, North Carolina, but apparently, according to the PW Insider, it's been pushed back to September 28th. Uh, as most court uh, dates have been pushed back due to the coronavirus and it's limited. He won't. Be, he won't be appearing. It don't even matter. He won't even be appearing. He uh, knows some people. Well, he, he might want to make some calls now because he has to September to figure it out. Um, Will Ospreay. Uh, Will yeah. Ospreay came out on the Instagrams and said that he's dealing with depression. And it's uh, pretty bad, and including the thoughts of suicide and things like that. Uh, you know, and I, I say this to say, not as a fan, uh, but it just as, as a person. Um, if you are a person and you are feeling like Ospreay feels, that you're, you're coming to the beginning of your end, don't stop. Get help. You deserve it. Uh, Osprey said uh, on, and I quote, a few weeks ago, he came close to doing something he know he regret. He's still dragging his feet, but getting better. He's still smiling, but barely a smile, nonetheless. So, so the point is still, um, it doesn't really matter who you are. Everybody's going through something. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Corona notwithstanding, uh, mental health is very important, and take time to take care of yourself. Check on your folks, too. Check on your folks. Yep. Uh, Tony Khan did an interesting article interview uh, on um, the 14th, which is Tuesday. Did an interview with the New York Post, and I generally hate the Post because they're a dog shit <laughs> newspaper. But, <laughs> but, to be fair, 
it is an article with Khan, and it's a, a decent Q&A about the upcoming show that happened last night with Fight for the Fallen. Uh, one interesting thing about it, and obviously Sammy Guevara is still on indefinite suspension because of his comments about Sasha Banks uh, many years ago. Khan was asked about that and about the speaking out allegations and and about Jimmy Havoc as well, because he was also, uh, you know, problematic as far as per the mm-hmm. speaking out allegations as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, Khan uh, said rele- relevant to uh, both of their situations that he suspended them, but they addressed the situations in different ways. Um, Jimmy Havoc got counseling and help in a, in a different manner than Sammy got mm-hmm. counseling. Uh, if you saw Sammy's last uh, video that he posted on YouTube, where it was just a, uh, a quick, hey, uh, sorry, going to go. His mom left a pretty lengthy message, you know, speak, picking up her son, you know, putting him over, as moms should do. Um, but the longest short of it is, as far as Khan goes, he says that, and I quote, that he didn't want to, I didn't want to make a rush decision on either person. So I felt like until I had all the facts, spending was the right thing to do. Then whatever the right decision is after that is what decision that I would have to make. I knew it wasn't the right decision for those guys to just to come to TV and not address the stuff. So realistically, say what you want about AEW as far as their transparency, about their uh, you know ability to live up to some of the standards that they said that they would do. Um, AEW's women's division is not great. Um, AJ Gray actually had a pretty interesting take on wrestler. AJ Gray had a pretty interesting take on the lack of diversity at the top of the AEW uh, spectrum. Um, you know, how come a lot of the guys get in the main events, uh, get in the main event scene are white males? Why is that? Um, it's an interesting, so AEW definitely has a bit of soul searching to do. However, I do think that the way they handled the situation with Jimmy Havoc and Sammy Guevara, uh, both swiftly, um, was pretty, you know, pretty, pretty dead on. And they addressed it publicly as well, which is probably what you want to do. Yeah, Last so, thing. No, wait. We're, like, yeah, and that's something I've been saying ever since the creation of the company. Whenever it comes to anything with them, whether it be news or rumors or anything uh, confrontational, they've always addressed it somehow except for one issue but in in many ways they do speak about it and i do think that khan nonetheless handles these things in a very uh humanizing way where it's like you know we're trying to figure this out you know these cases are different there's not a one-all answer for it but nonetheless they 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 take it head on and i think that you know regardless of opinion of they should be fired and stuff like that much like the, the the uh the message before you know both of these things require help and rehabilitation and uh, rather, rather somebody deal with mental health or somebody that just made a, 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 a dumb decision or, or whatever it may be. The, the, the answer always is like, well, how do you make good out of this? What, what do we do to help these people in need? And that's, that's what I like about it regardless. Like a lot of people, again, we're calling for jobs here, but this wasn't a call for jobs. This was a call for help, and that's what Khan mm-hmm. is doing, and I love their approach on this. Yeah, well, you, give, you give them an opportunity to try and, you know, correct things and get some help, but it's also with the understanding that, okay, this is your chance. So if you come back and you do the same stuff again, it's a, 
a bit of a mess. And of course, we got to be to be and to be fair, you know, Sammy Guevara's thing is very, very different of a situation than what was going on with Jimmy Havoc. Heck, Sammy's 100%. situation pre- predates the company even existing. So you gotta take that into account too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But Jake Hager's also there as well. Mm-hmm. That's so, another issue. <laughs> that's you know, that's a different can of can of worms, and, and you're right. Um uh, Vicky Guerrero has definitely said some some pretty spicy shit in the past, and it will be interesting to see how much of that comes up. But then again, we're also like a month removed from the meat of the speaking out your deal, and people are obviously talking about, well, maybe maybe Marty should join the elite again. Maybe 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 no, maybe maybe we should just not have the uh, elite. You know, near high school, but other than that, Marty should join the elite. Maybe, maybe Tessa. Maybe Tessa should join AEW. Maybe, nah. maybe how about that? Nah, you know? you, should Tessa go to the Forgotten Sun? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the third person of the Forgotten Sun. Oh, the Oh man, I'm you won't for that too, James. <laughs> no, we'll say it at first. <laughs> that was the first thing that popped in my head when they that said was she so, was gone. I was like, the- WWE gonna pick her up, put her in the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are funny. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it is. It is interesting um, that these things do happen. I think that it is interesting how uh, Khan reacts, but also. Let's 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 be well. Keep it one hundred on this one. We still have it. He hasn't had the same transparency with Cali Ray. Uh, you know. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but I said it. No, I mean, but that's what it is. Yeah, I said it was we, the we one thing that they. That. Yeah, it's the one thing that they've they, never every, been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything no. else has been response, I mean, response, the, response. I, I, I need the silence on to that. Under the rug to yeah, get the, the clean sil- out of the room. The silence on that will always be deafening. Of mm-hmm. what happened there, the silence mm-hmm. from everybody involved in that is deafening. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so we see that they have the capacity to do it to address issues in the moment. However, and we yeah, and you can easily support the inconsistencies here. It's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's right without without thought. You can say, right. well, has everything been addressed? Yep, everything as in ninety nine percent, but just this one particular thing. That they have, and it, and it's a big one particular thing. So you know, yeah, we'll we'll go around talking talk about that. We matter of fact, um, did we? I think we did a Patreon episode on that. Can't remember. I think that was one of our flaming hot topics for a while back. Yes. Yeah, well, I definitely we did. But yeah, nonetheless, like on surface, that's what it is. You know, um, you say you have one more thing. I, I I don't know if you've seen it, but really quickly, uh, I I just want to bring up and we just get quick responses of it. EC three who's been doing a lot of big things right now as far as getting his gimmick over, uh, repackaging it, and making himself available. And he said, I'm going to make myself into the biggest possible star I possibly can. Look here, I'm buying this all the way. And I, and that's the question you guys buy or sell here. I'm buying this all the way because this is how you do it. You work the social media. You you pitch your, you pitch your hand every direction. And if you if you if you live it and you believe it, then you absolutely could do it. It's worked to so many different people. And no matter wherever he lands and signs by the end of this year, this is exactly the recipe in order to make a good meal. So you guys buying and selling EC3 right now. No, I'll say <laughs> no would be a what? <laughs> a sale? Have yourself. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it like this. He ain't got nothing to lose right now, so he might as well do it. So I'm ready to see what he's going to bring to the table. I don't know if it's going to work, but he's absolutely in a position where he's got nothing to lose. So go for it. I'm actually going to buy outside of professional wrestling. I I feel like he can use this surge in popularity to kind of do things outside of professional wrestling, anything creative, acting, production, something else to feed his, his other creative endeavors and potentially be one of the many that leaves professional wrestling for something in the creative arts, sort of uh, similar to Wade Barrett or Stu Bennett when he left WWE and decided to do movies. So I can see, you know, he fits the bill as someone who could do sitcoms. I can see him in like a sitcom situation. Oh, this is and, it. You want him on reality TV. You no, want him, on, you want him on 90 Day Fiance. That's what it is. <laughs> Actually, the funny part was I saw recently that Matt Stryker was on some weird reality show about – conception concepting with a woman you know if you won the reality show he gets to knock her up or something like that and, <laughs> and i'm like whoa 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 basically they tested his his seed all the contestant seed and, on the first episode and we're out <laughs> <laughs> and on that note just to remind yeah. everybody garden, hey, garden look, seed, go ahead go ahead two chefs look the first step for ec3 is this saturday if he shows up at slamversary we'll see how he works he, he doesn't have to sign but if he shows up and do a thing then i think that's a good step into <laughs> Uh, rebranding himself, coming back to the, the brand that made him and uh, leaving a different note. And I think right now, by him lobbying to every major promotion is the way to go. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm again, I'm buying him, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it a little bit more. I, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, we said it plenty of other times, and Drew McIntyre is the latest example, but we, we put a lot of emphasis on Jenna Mahal, but when it comes down to your gimmick not working and not being utilized in WWE. Sometimes it is you. Sometimes you do got to go back out there and rework your craft, get yourself out there, uh, do a little bit of indie work, and then and, uh, and then reevaluate yourself and see where it ends up. So I think EC3 is doing exactly that. And um, instead of just you know moping around, feeling bad for himself, he's holding the set up high and he's like, hey, I'm I'm going to do the damn thing. So I'm interested to see what goes on with that. Uh, that's it. That's it for news, right, Jamal? Uh, one last thing, Khan in the same interview mentions Pac. And Pac, uh, what about oh, his... Um, his I Spock. Yeah. I think he said no. Spock. I was like, what? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so he mentions Pac and says, okay, what, uh, what about him? When can we expect him back? Uh, Pac basically commutes from England. Um, right. So he will come in, do a series of shows, and then peace out until they need him again. Uh, he doesn't live in the U.S., doesn't have a tie, a tie to the U.S. So until it's feasible for him to commute from England, it ain't So that's probably why we see the, um, uh, the Lucha Brothers and FTR, not FTR, uh, the Lucha Brothers and Butcher and Blade, uh, you know, having a thing together because AEW needs all the tag teams. Yeah. Um, and, and Death Triangle is definitely on hold for the time being. But the bottom line is, is that he... He, he has the water deal I, where, you know. I was going to say, wasn't, wasn't, I mean, as far as the commuting aspect, but I thought it was always understood that he was a per appearance type of guy, you know, because when they first brought him on, he was still doing his thing with Dragon Gate. And mm -hmm. he also never full fledged came out and said, hey, I'm with AW. And even when you talked about the core people who signed with that roster, he was never one of the core names. He was promoted with them, but he was never like, these people are elite, you know what I mean? So, and 
when you consider how about like how they do all their promotional work as far I mean like all the BTE stuff and all that, it's more of a like he's like a special occasion, a special appearance person, like because he's not on that, he's not mentioned, he's not really relevant towards it. So it's like you know we got the whole core base of people. Uh, which is obviously everybody working, but he just, he to me, it just never came off as if he was just one of those uh, guys that was just uh, exclusively signed to AEW. Anyway, uh, let's get out of here for the night, but before we do, one more time, let's talk about our contest that we got running, and our winner will be announced next week. Go ahead, uh, Damian. Sure. So, everybody, we have a Fight TV code giveaway on behalf of Synergy Pro Wrestling, their Garden State Invitational on July 25th, hashtag GSI 2020 on Fight TV. So we're going to give one lucky follower the chance to pretty much get to watch it for free. So that's pretty damn good on Fight TV. I mean, who wouldn't want to watch free wrestling when it's actually pretty good? Save you a couple of bucks. Well, yeah. And plus, when we talked to Hokai last night on last night's show, Two Chains, he mentioned how much synergy was so much fun and that it was good to be back in a professional wrestling venue. So you know what? To win and to be eligible, you just have to like, retweet, follow us as well as at Fight TV. And then the winner will be announced, as Two Chains said, on 723. Again, this is to get a free Fight TV code giveaway in order to watch the Garden State Inventational on July 25th. Fight TV, Synergy Pro Wrestling. Like, retweet, follow us, and at Fight TV, and the winner will be announced 7:23 at 8 p.m. Eastern live. That's right. Yeah. Well, y'all, we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, we'll be seeing who has uh, one less eye. We'll see who showed up at Slammiversary. <laughs> uh, we'll be doing a, a lot more hollow cameo. We will. Uh, what else we say? We're going. We, we're going to talk about. It was a topic I said we was going to make sure we bring up a next bubble. week. Oh, where the year would be right now. Yeah, where if would we the world be? Living in a plague. That's right. And I think also, also with the return of sports, we're going to kind of talk about uh, what is it, what, what, how does that change? What, how did it change the landscape of things? The NBA bubble and all that other good stuff. We'll be sure to talk about that and all the other news that goes about um, in the world of professional wrestling. Thank you, everybody who tuned in live in the chat and everything. And uh, until next week, everybody be safe, wear your damn mask, and uh, we'll catch you then. Peace out. But I really